Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good evening from Krypton Radio in the UK. And whatever part of the world you're in, we hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us on Krypton Radio each week for a journey into the multiverse of science fiction, science fantasy and science fact. S3F3 we call it. The Event Horizon features writers, lecturers, artists, filmmakers and other talented creators of this fabulous continuum we call science fiction. I'm Ralph Carr, your host for Krypton Radio. On the event horizon tonight, we have, as our very special guest, a writer of spirit and imagination, author of the Legacy of the Dark Kind series and short stories, awarded the best novel of 2011 by the Victorian Steampunk Society for Cyrus Darian and the Technomicron, and a nice person. Here to talk to us about her work, her inspiration in life, is Raven Dane. Raven, welcome to the Event Horizon. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. I find this really exciting. <laughs> um, the light of the cyberverse. <laughs> right. Um, well, maybe we should start um, by you telling us a little bit about your background and, and yourself. Okay. Um, well, uh, most of my life I uh, lived a fairly sort of normal sort of life. Um, going from job to job to job. My, my background is an uh, Irish mother, Welsh father. So very much Celtic twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I live in a very beautiful part of uh, England, the Chiltern Hills in Buckinghamshire, which is very, very pretty. Um, I've done all sorts of weird jobs in the past. I've done boring things like shop assistants. I've done amazing things like um, training film people and actors to, to ride horses and fall off and training the horses as well and medieval jousting and all that sort of thing. Um, and um, back of my mind I've always wanted to write I, I was a professional journalist originally way back in the when dinosaurs uh, writing for that uh, uh, local start off the local paper the local rag I was literally the, the person who did the uh, obituaries and fate, fate worse and death and things like that is it true that people die in alphabetical order they do <laughs> I'm canny Grim Reaper is obviously a bit, a bit anal to be honest <laughs> I've always always wanted to I a- always wanted to ask that. <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, I think the Green Rubies like to keep everything yeah. orderly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's all right. Uh, and then I went on to um, magazines, um, feature writing for various magazines and things. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I sort of t- there were sort of two big um, career changes for me. One was after a very major road accident, which took me about two years to recover. Um, and I couldn't cope with stress anymore, mm-hmm. so journalism and PR was far too stressful for me. So I just began to train working with horses and, and riding schools and things. That's when I got into the stuntmen and the jousting. 
um, and I also um, started writing properly then. Um, so um, my, my first book sort of started in sort of 1980s, 1990s, but it was published in 2006, the first one, and I haven't looked back since. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, you, you say that you wanted to get out of stress, and yet you've chosen writing. I can't think of any. I, don't, I, I can't think of any more stressful. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! It's absolutely no. I love it. Absolutely love it. I, I get stressed when I'm not writing. I'm stressed. Ah, I see. I can't get my brain or my muse isn't being cooperative. I can't get writing at the moment. That's stressful. Uh, it's not writing that's stressful. Writing is like the. The insanity that keeps me sane. Ah, right, with you, with you. So, what do you do in your spare time? What are your interests? Uh, well, quite a few interests. Um, I love amateur dramatics. I'm a dreadful show off. I, I, I'm quite happy to make a fool of myself on stage, doing pantos and things like that. Um, I love my horses. I have, I've got a very, very, very small shrinking stud of uh, Spanish purebred Spanish horses. Um, and I just like making things, jewellery, and meeting people, most of all, I think. I love, love people, love being in company of interesting people, and um, just sort of going out and having, you know, discovering the world, I think. That sounds great. Uh, you, you seem thoroughly at home when we were in Wrexham. Um, yes, very much. Yes, so. You have... very much so. I love conventions. I love, I love the people who go to conventions. Uh-huh. Not one of these awful writers who um, who would turn up at the, and spend the whole time on the bar, <laughs> carrying all these attendees, just speaking to other writers. There's an awful lot like oh, that. Oh dear! You just go on panels and then can't the feet don't touch the ground when they head to the bar. You know, I actually like to be you know, talking to the readers and talking to the people attending the, the event. Yeah, people in wonderful clothes like that. Really, that amazing guy just as a bore. He, he was, was incredible, boring. wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. He, he, he didn't quite get the voice right because I asked him to say resistance is useless, you know, resistance is futile rather, and and, <laughs> yes, and it, it, this this delicate little voice came out. It was so so sweet. <laughs> he was terribly yeah. sweet. He's probably sweet, too sweet to be a, when, a, a when, ball, really. He didn't look very ruthless. That's right. When, when he when he spoke to you, it sort of felt like giving him a cuddle instead of exterminating him. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not very borgish, but 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 his outfit yeah. was superb. Yeah, no, I, I find people who dress up in cosplay and, and go to things like that delightful. I, I think they're wonderful. I enjoy being in their company. I'd rather be in their company than stuck in a bar with a load of whinging yeah. journalists and uh, authors. To be honest, <laughs> uh, do, do you do you ever do cosplay? I never do, but then I sort of my life is cosplay, really, isn't it? I mean, you know. Um, I don't know if you saw the pictures from the steampunk weekend at the uh, asylum. Yes, you were in all black lace and things like that. I, well, I was in my gothic black, which is just me. It was very it. nice. I also, I also had my dragon outfit, which is not quite finished yet, with my dragon hat. I you love know? your hat, the one with the, the, one with the dragon yeah. on it. Was, was... I'm the grandmother of dragons. Oh, you know, fantastic. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Any, any chance has to be a bit creative, I'll have a go. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know the, the, these people have given me the key to opening this great door of dressing up exactly other than stage. yes exactly it's, 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 a, it's a great gift and I'm I'm very grateful uh, to, to, to the people who've, who've given the, you know, the key to me um, it is you look splendid at Rex thank you very much that that, that coat my uh, my daughter and I were in Chester and we were in a shop called Lee Louise and um, she said dad dad come over and have a look at this so I went over and had a look at it. She said, "Go, on, put it on." So I put it on. I looked in the mirror. And I went, 
Oh yes. yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and, 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 yes, that's right. So, so that's right. So I bought it, and uh, we were walking through Chester. And we went past this armory shop, and they had swords there. And I thought, I've got to have one of those. So I bought a 17th-century cavalry officer's sword as well. So, wow. um, but uh, but apparently I'm not allowed out. <laughs> I'm not allowed out with it. <laughs> Lord, unfortunately. But but yeah, I mean. It's, it's, Get away with it with our nerf um, steampunk. Yeah, that's um, right. That's so. right. I, I, I might make a wooden sword to, to go with the outfit, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I hope that'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a superb, superb uh, weekend. That was. I really, really enjoyed it. I wasn't going to go. My daughter took me there and uh, you know, sort of turned me loose. So, and then th- then I got back to Krypton and said, um, you know, "How would you like a, a UK?" Um, Correspondent, and they said, "Yeah, go for it." Yeah, so that was here. I am. <laughs> well, I think in America, you see that the cons and the fantasy events and the ren, ren fairs and things have been well established. Um, they're not over here yet, but they are now. But it's still a fairly newish movement over here. Where I mean, there was lots of conventions where people just turned up in their t-shirts and yeah. stuff. But the cosplay is very new over here, yeah. and, we, and um, we're enjoying the freedom of it. I yeah. think. I, but I think America is a very established. Yeah, I just love the way that people sort of put in so much effort. You know, you're small children, and you can see that you know, the, the the cardboard outfits that they've got—they just put so much time and effort into them. You know, it's wonderful. I know they are wonderful. Yeah. I love seeing whole families going out and enjoying yeah, themselves. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I love the way that um, that you know, no matter how bad somebody's outfit is. Nobody takes the mick out of them. You know, they, 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 they're oh, no, respected and lift, you know, fantastic no. effort. You know, it's, it's really good. Oh. I think the very, very high-end cosplayers, what I gather on Facebook, <laughs> can be quite picky and not, not very pleasant to each other. Yeah, but but they're a tiny, tiny minority. But, 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 I think the majority of people going to events are just having fun and everybody supports them. Yeah, but they're the people who suffer from it. They don't enjoy it. I couldn't put it better. <laughs> I had a I had a, a cousin who um, who was so far into Star Trek, and he, he thought we were sort of kindred spirits. But he suffered from it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is definite definite line. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I don't know where that line is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Sure. A bit more obsessive about things. Yeah. You have to sort of collect. People have to have everything in the collection, the completed. Yeah. He had, he, yeah, he, he had me making stained glass windows of Star Trek em- emblems and things like that. Wow. So, but you know, I enjoyed doing it. He enjoyed having them, but he put them up all over his wow. house, so it was great fun. Win-win. <laughs> Win-win situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I've asked you what the main reason for taking up writing was, and you said to get away from stress. Mm. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not supposed to get away from stress. I, um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't go back to. Um, a normal um, high stress work and <laughs> yeah, I really could no, I mean I was suffering some all sorts of anxiety and, and yeah. depression problems and yeah. Yeah. all down to um, working you know the sort of pace I was working at until I had the accident I was like sort of walking, working sort of six day a week possibly yeah. and two, three, four in the morning sometimes with all nighters and nothing was good enough my editor nothing was good enough it was just yeah, the pressure was just so hard. Yes, I, I, I've, I've been in similar situations, but in in, yeah, in, in the science Ill. in the yeah, science get, world and teaching. Yeah, I guess you hill with it. You know, I'm sort of staying up awake yeah. all night, getting chest. Pain. Yeah, I'm, I'm praying um, that the phone doesn't go off next morning, hoping that you. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, I was just a passenger in the road crash. I was sort of passive. It was it wasn't something that I had any control on. I think that helped create this sort of strange hiatus in my life. Really, yeah. you know, face face. Um, getting back with the horses um, got me back to life again and brought me back to the people and brought enjoyment back. But the, there's something missing, and the writing was the missing link. So, 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 so you now feel fulfilled. Totally, Excellent. I just love it. Excellent. Yeah, that's I, all that matters. Yeah, no, I love everything. I love writing. I love the, the people I met with writing, the other authors and the readers. I love going to conventions. You know, I'm, I'm enjoy, I like taking my son to things now, so he can enjoy uh-huh. it. So, I've, I've, <clears> yeah. I've, I've, Good, I'm in a good place. Yeah, I've know. been reading your blog, um, and uh, it, it, it's not quite up to date yet, but um, it's dreadful. <laughs> uh, they've um, oh, yes, I'm it? still here. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, so the, the computer sort of whisked me off somewhere else. I didn't oh, right. um, Yeah, no, I, I, I keep forgetting my co- um, password. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very behind. I want to do. I've got the um, nine nine world geek fest <coughs> put in. I've got. I've got um, the Nine World Geek Fest. Nine World Geek Fest. It's a brand new oh, event. Wow, where's that? I'm so impressed with it. It was at, it was at Heathrow, rather strangely, in two different hotels opposite each other, with a great big dual carriageway in the middle, which was slightly that awkward. Sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, oh, oh, they had a th- they gave the steampunk section to the Victorian Steampunk Society to run completely. Yeah. Know, they said, well, this is your section, do everything, and I was invited as a, one of the four guest authors. Um, and we had a way over time, but it was very sort of fragmented event. But they put on a fantastic first time for a put on event. They put on an amazing, amazing event. So well organised to the nth degree. Very friendly. Very, very, very efficient. Lots of interesting people. Yeah, you know, that'll be. I'm sure they'll run it again. You know, It'd be crazy not to because they've, they've got a good formula. Yeah. Well, as soon as I'm able to, I'm going to start going around some of these uh, these events and start mm-hmm. with my my voice recorder and start recording people's and uh, yes well you can be there under, a pr- under the press thing you see that should give you you know access all areas yeah they're um, they're, they're arranging a press card for me <laughs> yeah, I think that makes life a lot easier which is nice um, so, so who have you been your main role models for your writing and do you have favourite authors I do I mean uh, the early influences were um, Ray Bravery Alan, Gar- and Alan Garner and McCaffrey and Mervyn Peake, um, sort of, the, yeah, more more Mervyn Peake, I think, and Alan Garner than anything else. So it's just the dark side of fantasy always always been the uh, interest to me, you know. Um, and um, I, I like to see something. <coughs> I like the fact that you think you're reading a, a great big gothic story with Gorman Gast and the others, and of course it's, a, it's science fiction. Yeah. Know? So um, that's just what I think underlies my legacy of the dark kind series you think it's sort of alternative history um classic gothic but there's definitely a science fiction thread running all the way through so. yeah um i don't know later on gosh um well i went through my sci-fi stage where i read everything that was out absolutely everything everything um and now i've sort of gone on to my horror phase now i read it horror very avidly um, I mainly try to read out of the genres that I write in. I think it's quite important. You mean, out, to me you mean, you mean outside of them, so you're, you're, you're spreading your yeah, I have quarantine. yeah, I have quarantine. So if I want to relax and enjoy a good book, I will seek out um, either um, 
yeah, someone like Adam Adam Neville, who's a brilliant new British author um, of horror, um, or go to the sort of you know, the next Stephen King, or, or there's a um, sort of crime stroke fantasy writer um, Phil Rickman, who I'm very fond of. He writes fabulous books. So I've got quite a lot of sort of outlets in reading. Mm-hmm. And of course, Game of Thrones. I've just worked my way through the entire entire collection of the Game of Thrones books. I'm distraught and bereft. I've got to the end. He hasn't written any more yet. Right. I'm. I'm. I think I may. I think I may have to. Come on, George. Sorry, I, I interrupted. Carry on. Yeah, no, sorry, I was saying, hurry up, George. I need to know more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've avidly tried to avoid them because they're so popular. Everybody's talking about them, so I'm I'm fashionably out of it. <laughs> well. Also, at first, uh, for years and years, I wrote, you know, because I don't, act, to be honest, I don't, I'm not a great fan of high fantasy ah. at all. Uh, I find it very undigestible, yeah. to be honest. That, and, you know, the names and everything, I just find it wrote, you know, just too much. It's also cliche ridden, you know, the apprentice finding his you know, yeah. lost destiny and all the wizards and stuff. I, you know, can't, you know, I just can't be, de- be doing with it. Um, and then I saw, I heard all this thing hoo-ha about Game of Thrones and I, I ignored it. Um, and then there's a little bit on TV. The Pick TV had um, three episodes on from first series, and I, I sort of relented and started watching. To- I got hooked within the first three minutes, I think. That's wonderful. And I realised it's people. You know, it, 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 it's the, the fantasy side of things is, is wonderful. But it's, he's writing about real people, with real problems, and real ambitions. Like, you know, he, he's a fantastic writer, um, and. Um, that was I, I can't get Sky TV, so I couldn't watch it anyway. So I thought, I know, I'll read the books, and I'm absolutely thrilled that I have because it's been a wonderful experience reading. Right, well, I, at your recommendation, I shall go out and have a look. <laughs> I think I think yep. my daughter has one. So I absolutely think people are missing out if they you know. But they're, oh, they're expi- a real experience, a real journey. All right. Well, as, as I said, my, my daughter has one, so I think I shall steal it off her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what children are for, to steal their toys off them. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know that feeling. <laughs> Got a few action figures in my room that used to belong to but they're mine now, so no. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been collecting McDonald's, um, oh, the, the minions. So, oh, so right. I have a small army of minions now. <laughs> You've got an army of minions. How cool is that? <laughs> it's 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 better than my army of um, of polar bears. Right. I've, nice. I I have about about forty stuffed polar bears. Wow. Um, that I've, I've rescued from various locations and stuff. So uh, and they, they they all live on shelves in my bedroom. Right. I used to have a similar number of dragons, but um, they got stolen. So. Um, so they got the stolen. They got stolen. Yeah. Oh, that's naughty. Yeah. Not very naughty. Yes. My heart, I'm a bit upset who it is. I get sued, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a local council. Who, I had a, a display of. Uh, they persuaded me because I did some paintings of dragons. Yeah. Um, and they loved the paintings. They saw. I think my friend saw one and persuaded them to have an exhibition of them with, the dra- with my dragons as well. And they loved it so much they could, could we tour um, the, ca- the county with it. So I said okay, and then. They never came back. They kept saying, well, I think it's gone on to X counties. Oh, it's gone up to Scotland. Oh, it's gone up to Wales. And it never came no. back. Oh, how terrible. I know. I, know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't miss the paintings, but I do miss the, the dragons. Oh, no. Maybe they'll... C- Each dragon told a story. Yeah. Well, all, all, all my polar bears are named after scientists and philosophers. Oh, so. right. Have you got a Tesla? Have I got a... 
Tesla. I have actually, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My, the, the, the smallest one is about oh, three inches tall. The biggest one is about four feet tall. Oh wow, that's nearly life size. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. <laughs> and and they all <laughs> chat to each other. We take uh, we we used to take them out for. Um, uh, for, for trips out to the beach and things like that, and we'd um, we'd put them down and um, and take photographs of them and put them on Facebook. All right, I haven't spotted. I've got chat with polar bears on. <laughs> it was good for me. Used to be... They have a teddy bear competition every year. Yeah, you know, the best steampunk steam teddy. All oh, right, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, I never had a polar bear one, so that, that could be a that could be a thing yeah um, I actually managed to finish right, and this is no reflection on your book because it's absolutely superb but everybody keeps sort of jumping on me to you know Ralph can you do this Ralph can you do that and I, and I never got got time and around to it but, but I finally actually finished um, Cyrus Darian and the Technomicron oh right oh, and it was absolutely superb I love it I'm, I'm I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to going back and reading it again. Um, it's it's just so fabulous the um, the darkness of it, the humour that's in it, the um, the fact that uh, Cyrus is a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't want I, I don't want to do any spoilers here because you know I want other no, people to go and read it. But but the the, the depth and the um, and the scope of your characters is absolutely superb. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what I was going to ask you was, um, have, have you actually leaned on writers like Dickens and Doyle and so on to get the Victorian England feel? I must have done um, by osmosis because I mean, I, you know, I read all the classics, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, the Dickens when I was younger and loved them. Um, I particularly, oh, I, to be honest, I, well, I do tend to prefer the, the um, visual, you know, the, the films with, yeah. and the, the dramas made of them. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, did love them, um, and to be honest, like, you know, I went through a H.G. Wells and a Jules Verne phase when I was a teenager as well, yes. and that wasn't sort of out of any sort of steampunk thing because that wasn't even around no, then. No. You know, it was just I, I just loved the books and I just loved the stories, and yeah. um, so I think yeah, I think the sort of love of the Victorian gas gaslit cobbled streets and fog and stuff has always been there. Yeah. You know, I've always been drawn to it, love, and uh, so tapping into that was was very easy for me it, you know, it wasn't a struggle at all it was just a very, very easy journey into their world well uh, that's right I mean the the, the book just reading it, it, it's a very it's a very comfortable reading you sort of slip you slip into Victorian England with all the fog and the, the smells coming yeah. from the Thames and um, you know, the, yeah. the, I've been told this lots of times actually that you know that how well I've sort of you know um, empathised with the Victorian era so maybe it's sort of a, I don't know deja vu thing <laughs> Past life thing, I don't know. Possibly, that was one of the, I was a troll up in Whitechapel, wandering the streets. So. Yeah, possibly. It, 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 it's it's it, it was a thoroughly enjoyable book, and I'm looking forward to Thank to getting the next one, which is um, which is Cyrus Darian and the Ghastly Horde. That's him and the Ghastly no, Horde. Yes, and again, horse. And again, no spoilers. <laughs> no, I keep saying horse. I have known some Ghastly horses, but. No, no, it's definitely Horde. H O R D E. I have to say it to myself over and over again. It's Horde. Yeah. Um, and you, you'll know why. With, 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 with all your um, yes, I read about that. That was sad. I'm so sorry about that. You, oh your, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your poor horse uh, having a broken shoulder and having to be put down. It's <laughs> terrible. 
stressfully traumatic, really traumatic, especially over the, I was a hundred miles. I was going to say you were away at the time, weren't you? Yeah. And the half had to sort of deal with all the grizzliness, so, uh, oh. not good. No, anyway, uh, move on. Move, move on. on. Um, what else have I got here? Um, da -da -da. Right, um, yeah, I was, I was going to carry on talking about, um, about the Technomicron. Um, you were saying, you, yeah. you were saying about, um, about Jules Verne and things like that. And as, as mm. I said, when, when I read about the machines that you have in there, yeah. it's very easy to see the, the, the Jules Verne, um, slope coming in on it and HG Wells and things yeah. like that. It's really, right. it's very powerful. And, and the, well, that, that, that's where I had to draw it from, really, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm no, no engineer, no, uh, you know, I'm a techno Egypt, so I know nothing, you know. Um, so I had to sort of make it believable yeah. by thinking retro the whole yeah. time, not well, add anything new to it at all. Well, you know, quite honestly, from, yeah, quite honestly, from your um, from your writing, um, it would be very difficult to to see that you weren't, uh, you know, sort of technically minded. Um, you, know, you know, a lot of the detail and everything is there, and it's, it it just comes across really well. Thank you. I, I just try to make things believable. Even, you know, even the magic. Yes. Which, obviously, there's a lot of occult and magic in <coughs> these books. Yeah. Um, which is sort of different to a lot of steampunk books. You know, I, you know, I, I, I had to infuse it with the, the occult to make it just something different. Um, um, and again, you know, it had to be plausible. Yeah. Even though it's not, even though it's unbelievable. It, you know, I didn't want to make it hard for the reader to imagine such a thing could exist. It's know? sort of dark and parallel, isn't it? Exactly, alternative history, which I love. Yeah. I love writing alternative yeah. history. Uh, I, I, I also love the way that uh, that Cyrus actually makes the demon look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the demon bless his heart is a fallen yes, angel. I know that. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, so, yeah, he was once angelic. Bless yeah, him, yeah, but, but by by comparison, he, he, he's almost saintly compared compared he to is. Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Well, he has his moments. Yeah. Like when he's and goes off and boils a few heads somewhere. Yeah, well, that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can live with that. I feel the same way myself some Monday mornings. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think with, 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 with my vampires and with, with my demons, they can't help being what they are. They are what they are. Yeah. Any, same way a wolf can't help being a wolf or an eagle can't help being an eagle. But Cyrus has a choice. He's human. He has a choice. Um, and he chooses to be. <laughs> he chooses to be naughty, doesn't he? Yes. I mean, he, he's, he's not really evil, but he is naughty. No, he's, he's naughty. He's very naughty. Yeah. He, he has no respect, basically. Um. For anything except himself. Yes, that's know. right. Yes, he's, he's very, very self-centered. Um, mm. Reminds me of somebody I know fairly well, but <laughs> <laughs> mentioning no names, but you know, there's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the world the world is, is there for Cyrus to manipulate. That's right. Yes. Sometimes those ends do help the world. You know, well, if they help the world, yeah, that, that's a, that's well and good. But not always, not necessarily always. You know, there's and there's also um, that's any spoilers. There, there are after effects. Yes, yes, there are. Um, the. the the, the thing that I liked about another thing that I liked about the micro, and I'm assuming this is this is a theme that runs through all your books, is is mm. the depth and scope that you've got to them. You know, you've got lots and mm. lots of subplots. Even even these secondary characters are big and full-bodied and 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 have 
have depth to them. You know, they're not just they're not just pastiches sort of glued they're not on. Fighting, yeah. No. yeah. And again, this is something again a couple of critics have brought, or quite a few critics have brought out that even the you know the sort of the baddies in the background have their own life stories and their own uh, motives and stuff. They're fully rounded characters. They're not just ciphers. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that comes from. I just it's very good I mean uh, as, as I've said to you before in the past uh, you know, I, I've tried my hand at writing and when I go back to it I think you know, this is so flat and one dimensional mm. and it just doesn't do anything you know it's uh, mm. you know, it, 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 it's boring to me and I wrote it <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah it's just finding the right thing for you to write yeah. basically yeah. Yeah, working on something yeah, I mean I, I did that with science fiction because I love it so much because I read so much my first attempt at writing was science fiction yeah. um, and it was a huge space opera and it was just pants it was dreadful you know oh I'd love I, I, I'd, I'd love to read that uh, I in um, in sort of old style science fiction I love science fiction which is so bad that you have to watch it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's absolutely awful but I've just got to watch it. Um, yeah. The uh, which I don't think the old the old black and white the old nineteen fifties B movies. I don't think they're bad. You see, I think they're wonderful. No, the the, the, the acting is just so appalling. Yeah, the, the, the oh, yeah, but it's just great. I just love them as they yes, are. Yes, that's know. right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, it, um, yeah. The, you, um, in in one of the um, in one of the reviews that I wrote, read about your. Um, um, Character of Cyrus. Mm. Um, it said that he was a mix of um, Oscar Wilde, Sherlock Holmes, uh, James Bond, um, and, and so on. But it, it was Doctor Who as well. And I Doctor think. Who. Well, I, I, I can imagine that. Uh, but, but yeah, I think he, he put that. It was, it was inter- interesting because it's one of the earliest reviews yeah, of the book. Yeah. Now I can see. I found that very fascinating. I, actually, I can see all the bits, and I can especially see mm. Dorian Gray in there. I think it's more, yeah, more, I think less Oscar Wilde and more Dorian Gray, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe Oscar Wilde is Dorian Gray, I don't know. I, th- but, I, I, I think Oscar uh, was, was Dorian Gray from what I've read of him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's Dorian Gray side of Oscar Wilde that, that he has, yeah, has in yeah. him. But, but again, he, the, the whole character of Cyrus is more than just a collage. You, you've mm. blended them really well into a, into, into a superb person. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I I like him. I'd hate to be like him. I'd hate to work with him, but I do like him. Oh, the awful thing, <laughs> yeah, the awful thing is his so-called friends and adventurers, you know, on the team. Well, they just dreadful. they get blown away, and he just sort of says, "Oh well, yeah. you know, the more where that came well, from." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and he's got so much ca- this strange dark charisma. People want to be with him. Yeah. you know, and then, you know, and he, he, you know, he, whatever the consequences, it are, you know. Oh, you know. So I I understand that you have um, an anthology of short stories coming out. It's, it's out. out, is it? Oh, right. Yeah, it is out. It's it, we launched it's um, with an, another publisher with a very wonderful Telos publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have um, just started a, a fiction imprint called um, Telos Moonrise, and mine was you know, bit, no pressure, but mine was the first um, fiction that they've published under this new uh, imprint. So that was. A bit of a pressure thing, you know. Yeah. It had to be good, you know. Um, and also, because I am a friend of um, a couple of the people involved in Telos, and a lot of the snidey people were saying, "Oh, that's the only reason why they've taken the book off." Mm. 
it's not. They're, they're highly professional um, publishers. Yeah. Um, been going for years, and they wouldn't do that. You know, they only took the book on because they thought it was a highly high quality book. Um, and it's called um, Absinthe and Arsenic, uh-huh. um, and it's uh, basically it's, it is it's a collection of short stories, um, all sort of vaguely macabre, eerie, ghostly, very much sort of echoing the ghost of uh, M. R. James. Like, you know, M.R. James is superb. He did the Tales of Mystery and Imagination, didn't he? In the uh, yeah, in the in yeah. the sixties, I I, I yeah. still have nightmares about one called the Tractate Middeth, and you can't you can't yeah. get it anywhere. But that terrified uh, me for years. The, uh, the Ash Tree, which I, I can't even watch. I can't even see a clip of that. It's so frightening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, um, and there are also is there some steam, but mainly just pure Victorian yeah. and I was very you know it's the first short story collection I've ever done and I'm very to be honest I'm really really proud of it I'm, oh you know, good really well. I look forward to reading that look forward to yeah, reading yeah people are so far the, 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 yeah, the criticism coming back is very very positive so far well yeah, as soon so. as I as soon as I have a read of it I'll, I'll, I'll do a review for you thank you thank you yeah I, I think you'll enjoy it it's to say there's a couple of, uh, I've put a couple of Cyrusy things mm-hmm. in it but uh, which is basically most, apart from another story called um the Heart of Brass, but all the rest of it, that's the three steampunk stories, but the rest of them are all Victorian. So. Brilliant. But um, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. Um, I, I didn't, you know, short story writing is so different to novel writing. I always assumed I was a novelist. And I always thought I, I needed to write too much to, to be able to do short stories. Um, and some some peculiar reason last year, um, I kept getting commissions for short stories in horror, which I don't understand why, because I'm not a horror writer. Um, but I am now. <laughs> um, I added another, another string to my bow just to find a bad chance. Yeah. And people said, could you write a story about this? Or could you write a story about that? And, um, and paid me and, and published them. So I was somewhere along the line I've done something that's right. That's the main thing. When, when, when they cough up the dollars for it, that's. They cough up dollars for me to write, which is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I also was actually having a really rough year because I was, um, spent more time in, hospital than out of hospital last year because I had a lot of problems with my kidneys. Oh, poor you. Yeah, it was a really tough year. So that, the, the physical um, effort of writing a whole novel was too much. Yeah. And I should have done. The th- I should have started the third Cyrus Marion last year. Um, and also I've got um, a fourth in the Legacy series to do as well. Um, and I just couldn't do it. So I started doing the short stories and I was able to cope with that. I could just yeah. work on a short story and, and have a break and and um, somehow magic happened with the absence and arsenic. So. Fantastic! I hope I, yeah. I, I hope we're well on the way to recovery now. Um, not <coughs> not as long as not as far along as I'd like to be honest. But we're getting there. Getting there, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I hope you have a, a, a very speedy recovery. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. It's just it's holding me back a bit. I get very tired very easily. Yeah. yeah. Not good at things like conventions and things, yeah. So. Well, the trouble with kidneys, you've only got two of them and they're really little. <laughs> yeah, so there's one I could do without at the moment. It's, it's just what, it's the one that's playing up and uh, I could do without. Right. But, so, yeah, no, no, apart from that, yeah, no, it's just, I need to, I, I found a niche with doing the short stories, but I, I really would like to get back to novel writing again. I miss, I miss doing a full novel. But I, I'm stuck. My muse has either sort of gone on strike or gone on cruising out with other muses or something. But 
I've got you know, three three book novels on the go, and I can't get into any of them at the moment. Yeah, the the, the, the only other writer that I've ever heard you, uh, uh, I'm not saying you've got writer's block, but the only other writer that I heard. I've got writer's block. I've got writer's oh, right, block. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the only other one writer's that I heard of that that had that was Douglas Adams. Mm. And uh, I mean, Douglas Adams was a superb writer. Love him to bits, and you know, great loss. Um, you know, that, that he's not with us anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes you see on Facebook, you know, uh, you know, some of the say, "Well, there's no such thing as writer's block. It's just lack of discipline." And the horse he never suffered from it. You know, it's it, it, it's the one thing that I like about uh, about um, science reality. Yeah, uh, mm. you know, chemistry, maths, and so on. Um, it's quite difficult to get block on that, <laughs> yeah, because the, f- yeah, the facts and yeah. everything are already there. I was going to say before I can I, I, I can write a really good um, treatise on uh, on you know sort of differential equations, um, but you know, as as for a novel, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, if you do sort of struggle through it, it'll be flat. You know, and yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I can't write unless there's the sparkle there, the, the, the energy. Exactly. You know? Yes, you've, you've got to have, uh, as you say, the muse. Yeah. Yes, the, my, my muse pushing my elbow. But it, so he's a very, he's a very wayward one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, either it gives me nothing or three at the same time, which is what he's doing, doing at the I moment, see. which is causing blocks. So I mean, you know, three different books I want to work on. Does he run the bus companies? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, usually you're waiting for one of those to come along, and if three right. come along at once. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no no! <laughs> if you knew my muse like I knew him, it would be nothing so. Uh, yeah, nothing. No transport less than a Bugatti or something like oh, that. Oh right! So. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so, uh, one one day, one day, I will have a Bugatti Veyron. Oh gosh! Draw. <laughs> just just so I can say, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he, t- he used to be well. It, you know, when he's uh, in character in one of my books, he, he drives a, a, a Bugatti Atlantic in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. That stunning, stunning piece of motoring. It's most myth we had to leave, abandon it and leave it to the Nazis. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> a moment in one of the books. <laughs> oh dear, yes. He never forgave, he never, he never forgave the na- Nazis for t- stealing his, his uh, Bugatti. Never mind about the other things they did. <laughs> It's, it's, it sounds like that um, that, that British comedian um, used to, uh, Stan Stan Borman, I think his name was. Um, you know, I ate the Germans. They dropped a bomb on my granddad's house. Very <laughs> personal. Yeah, very personal. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Now, uh, having said that, I know a lot of Germans, and I really like them. Uh, yeah, oh they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're very they're very cool did. people. They are extremely cool people. They are very cool people. Yeah. And I even I have a great, and I, great many German friends. Thank and I even have a French friend. Well, well yeah, it's, I'm not saying anymore because I've got lots. No, I don't think there's any. Thanks to Facebook, I don't think there's any nation in the country, in the world that well, has got friends right, in there. That's it's right. Wonderful. Facebook is it really you know, breaks down the barriers. Yeah, Facebook is fabulous. This friend of mine, Sylvan, we we met years ago and. Uh, we just hit it off and we stuck together and yeah, we're, we're, we're good buddies. He comes round to my place for pizzas. He sorts out my computers. So, yes. Oh, that's a good friend to have. <laughs> all it costs... Computer builder is very, very useful. All, 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 it, all it costs me is a, you know, is a homemade pizza. Yeah, so it's fine. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um, uh, the interesting thing is that, you know, because um, I've got a lot of 
you know, um, readers in Germany and uh, Holland. Yes. And um, they do like reading books, and even though know, you, know, you can get them translated into into their languages, you're very lucky and get a deal. I think my friend Sam Stone just had a, a lovely deal with a German company to translate her vampire books. Um, they will read books in English, so you know, it's lovely. I've got I've got a market out there as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so, so your 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 last book, um, the. Um Sorry, the Technomicron one, because that's not your last book, the Technomicron one. Um, so, how, how, if you don't mind me asking, how many did it sell? That's between me and my Oh, account. all right then, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Never enough. Never no, exactly, enough. exactly. Uh, as, as we say in the theatre, it's all about bums on seats, dear, bums on seats. It is about bums on seats, it is, it is. Uh, it's a mystery. I don't know. I don't know what the secret is. Uh, I think it is with a bigger having being with small publishers. Um, there's a sort of trade-off. You know, we we get looked after better than people with the big the big five. I think they're now. They're also the big six. I think it's the big five yeah. now with big publishers. Um, they're very much part of the the, the, the sausage machine, um, and they they're only as good as the last book they've done, and they get dropped very easily. And you know, oh, that's uh, that's uh, not good, is it? You don't want that. You no, don't want that pressure. No, no, but with a small publisher, of course, you get the full, their full attention. It, 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 you know, they have invested money in in you, so it's in their interest to make sure you your book sell and get out there. Yeah. Um, but then they they hit by the blocks. You know, the, the big big stores that won't stop books from smaller publishers, and it's hard to get books on shelves. You know, so it's a sort of trade off. You you get the care and the attention. Yeah. And, and Do you find that you get a lot of trade from um, from places like libraries? Because I don't I, I don't actually know how the publishing. No, no, no. Because having worked in libraries, I I, I I know that their funding is cut and cut and cut and cut. I'm surprised I can even afford to buy any books at all. Ah, right. Well, in in so Flint, very very limited. Yeah, in Flint, in North Wales, uh, the library is broken into, and both books were stolen. Well, this is getting that way. Yeah. And, 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 and only one of them is coloured in. But, Sorry. You know, I, I think it's a shame that they've sort of diversified as well. You know, they, they, they do, they're doing DVDs and music yeah. and, and more and more sort of sideline things to try and survive. But I, I think the books have suffered. I think at the end of the day, I mean, I stopped going to libraries because it's the same book every yeah. day. You know, I couldn't find any new, new books. When I go to charity shops, at least there's a good chance of finding something that I haven't read. Yes, yeah, I, I, I must admit, I spend a lot of time in charity shops looking for the, looking for the, uh, the, 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 the the fashionable books that were fashionable 12 months ago that everybody's got rid of yes. you know car boots and that's things right. like that that's right uh, they're yeah, virtually brand new and uh, yeah. cost a pound so it's that you yeah. know. On, uh, if I think it's thrift shops in America aren't the they the thrift shops know. yes yeah, and yeah. Uh, and garage sales car boots over here yeah right yeah, yeah so they're a good sort and I could, yeah, I always give them as many books as I can I, I get you know, confessions don't get given a lot of books <laughs> yeah conventions right but, yeah, I, I stagger back with these quick bag loads of books that have been given to me and to be honest you know most of them go to the, the, the thrift and charity shops because I can't read them all and lots of them are sort of high fantasy things I'm not interested in anyway so but well, someone ought to be benefiting from these brand new crisp lovely books so off they yeah. go yeah no, it's, it's, it's a good way good way I won't get any more now will I? <laughs> I was going to say we, we, we'll try and edit that bit out <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I, I, 
the the one that you that I bought a few in the in Wrexham, yeah, you signed it for me. I shall treasure that. That that's that's my that's my first author signed book that I have. So that that that, that shall be treasured. I keep all my author signed, but hastily, I always keep all my author signed books. I've never ever given one of those away. So. Right. <laughs> she adds hastily. Oh. Yeah. Um. What was I going to? I had a question that I was going to ask you, and it was about. I noticed that there are different ways of getting hold of your books. Hmm. Yeah. So, would you like to tell us? There are lots of ways. Um, all of them, uh, or you can order from any good bookshop um, in England, and I think in America as well. It should be in America as well. Tell us, def- tell us books. Definitely, you can order in America. Um, on you can buy them on Amazon. Um, you can also buy them. On e- every book of mine is on ebook as well. Um, on Kindle. Um, I think some of them are on Nook and Create Space as well. Some of my um, books are published by Indaxi are. So. The Tech the Cyrus ones will be, and the Legacy ones will be. Fantastic! So pretty much, e- pretty much easy to get them. To be honest, you know. Right. Uh, um, have, have you got anybody to read them yet on um, on audiobooks? Oh, well, you need to get contacted by these lovely people to say, please, can we we um, buy, buy the rights, audio rights to your book? And off they go. I, I would. Uh, uh, no contacted me yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love. I would dearly love to be able to read uh, te- Technomicron for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've got some. Uh, a friend of mine, Adam Greenwood, is uh, uh, not just a fantastic author, but he's also um, amazing cold reader. He just read. You know, he can read things in all sorts of different voices straight off. Yeah. His actor as well, and he'd be great for the unwise woman, the fuggest mire, my, my funny book. You know. So. How's how's about uh, some time or other doing um, a steampunk book um, based in Manchester, you know, further north mm-hmm. or Newcastle? You know, with a, for, sort of me, for me, to yeah. Um, with a ju- with a Geordie accent. Yeah, I'd, obviously, you know, I don't want to be. In, you know, I just like my go home to Ireland because oh. I English accent for so long. Yeah, it was beaten to me by the nuns that I, you know when I moved over here. So if I go home and the brogue comes back, I feel that I'm taking people might think I'm taking the piss, you know, yeah. taking the Mickey out there, extracting the Michael. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Whereas um, and writing in, in something I don't know about, I don't know about Newcastle, I don't know about Leeds. Well, I do know London. Ah, right, I see. London very well. I used to live in Whitechapel and survived. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen the series. It's terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> some, some, somebody asked me the other day on Facebook, why, why is uh, you know, the TV series Whitechapel why is it so dark and I said well it's because they film it at night yes um, yes <laughs> they do have daylight there <laughs> well, those back, back, the back streets where it's all sort of still got Victorian yeah. warehouses yeah. and things that, yeah. the, the, I nearly bought one my boyfriend at the time I nearly bought a warehouse really uh, yeah it was way back in the 70s though because in those days um, all this sort of you know what's the word yeah, making all these buildings posh. Yes. Um, gentrification of all these buildings didn't happen. And we were just so poor that the only thing we could afford was this old warehouse. <laughs> it would have been worth a fortune now. Don't remind me. It would have been worth <laughs> millions now. <laughs> yes, millions. It's about five floors of Victorian warehouse. I know, so, I know. So I reckon you probably kick yourself every day. 
I know we were just going to camp down in it and just sort of make one room habitable. You know? Well, e- e- so even we- now in, in in New York, warehouses are um, are really quite popular and fashionable. You know, sort of doing them up and you know and living in the warehouses. You know, with all the iron pillars and the brick bare brickwork and that. It, it's yeah, very popular yeah. now. Yeah, and, and the same in London. I mean, you know, and all that all that area is completely transformed in many ways. You know, but uh, you know, so, oh. so we so we we didn't carry go through with it. So. <laughs> Found a, found a boring little flat in Whitechapel instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, oh. it, it, as I the, the 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 TV show Whitechapel is is terrifyingly um, dark and scary. Gritty. I mean, it gets it's getting scarier, yes. isn't it? it yeah, really the darkness. Yeah, well, you know, that thing that makes the light <laughs> makes the lights flicker. That's scary. <laughs> really scary. Yeah, it, it's very very good. And, and yeah, again, see, I know. I know Whitechapel and I know London. Uh, I know East London yeah. the best. Is it like that? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm scared now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. But yeah, the history and, 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 and the reality of the, of the cobble streets and the little alleys and yeah. things. Yeah, you know, I, I know that. And also in Ireland as well with Kilkenny, you know, which is a very old medieval city. Little winding streets and little medieval yes. walls and stuff. You know, it's all part of my background. Whereas I don't know Newcastle. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't visited there yet. Um, so it'd be very. I'd find it hard to build up a, a plausible story that's based in somewhere I don't know. It's different if I make it up. You know, with the up, with, with the legacy of the Dark Kind series, Upper Balkans don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. You know, this little country, the Upper Balkans, doesn't exist. But, the, but that, that, I was able to create it. Using the, you know, the existing Balkans and just build around what's there, the you know, topography and the, and the mountains. And, you know. Got you. But Newcastle does exist, so it would look, it was, it would show that I was a phony if I wrote about Newcastle. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Newcastle, you see, so, um, yes, that, that, that's why it interests me. I, I, I can't speak the accent very well because I moved down here when I was about three. Because I, wanted to be by my mum. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> um, but uh, I, I understand it. Um, my father used to speak it fluently, um, and uh, but you know, the, again, uh, uh, Catherine Cookson did a, a lot of work up there. You know, it was of course, I mean, it, and you know, it shows with every word yes. with her books that she's, a, you know, she knows Newcastle. She's a lass from Newcastle, yes. and the book, the book shine with truth. Yeah. You know, and I think it's important. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're, it's total fantasy world yeah. like West or something. You know, it, it, but. But if, if you're actually writing about an actual city, you've got to you've get got it to, right. You've got to be there, yes. And, and, the, and the locals will soon spot it if you get, don't get it right. Well, that's right. Uh, there's a uh, there's a, a writer called Heather Cooper. She writes children's uh, fantasy story books, and mm-hmm. she writes about uh, she, in, in one of her books, the the dark is rising. Um, she wrote about North Wales, yeah, mm-hmm. and the places that she wrote about were real. Mm-hmm. But they were all in the wrong order, mm. and and you know she 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 said you've know, done this to make the story work, but you know, she mm. it, it just it, for me it didn't quite work because I knew the places she was talking about. Well, that's right, that's right. Where was James Herbert? Um, he wrote you know, one of his rats books. Um, I think it was Lair, I think, or Jermaine. I can't remember. It was it was one of the follow up the rats books. Yeah. Uh, he based it in Epping Forest. And I, I was living there at the time, we were living near it at the time. 
and we used to ride around the forest every day and he got it right he, he, you know, I recognised so many people I knew fantastic <laughs> I go, oh look, there's the Reverend Dixon. I know him, and oh, there's there's, you know, there's what's it, the forest chief forest ranger. Yeah. I think he's amazing, you know. And it was very, very, yeah. He knew he, 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 we was he had to spend a lot of time there. We must have he must have spent a lot of time there and talking to people and you know, getting getting the whole area perfect. Yeah. Had he changed the names to protect the guilty? He had. Good, good. <laughs> he had, and I went out riding with, with, with um, the, the chief forest ranger. Um, one day, so I'm glad to see you recovered from being eaten alive by rats. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it made it spookier actually. Isn't it? People I knew have been eaten by rats. Yeah, yeah gosh, it's amazing. I never actually got to meet James Herbert. I would have loved to have sort of uh, told him that story. I think he'd have found it amusing. Yeah, I, I, I think I think years ago I, th- I, I read one of his books. Um, it was about anthrax. I think, Gosh, I, th- I think it was James Herbert. Maybe I've got that wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 te- I'm not saying it wasn't. I just can't remember. Yeah. It. I, I, I tend to read books um, and then forget who's written them, but I remember the book. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, it's uh, you know, if, if 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 I if I get a, an author's name wrong, I do apologise sincerely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, up front now. I think, I think I think Susan Cooper wrote The Dark Is Rising. Did I, did I say Heather Cooper? Yes, Heather Cooper is a wonderful astrologist. Right. She was. She yes, you're right. You're right. It was Susan Cooper, and I, and I always get that wrong. <laughs> I always get it wrong. But yes, Susan Cooper. Yeah. I'm getting worse with names. With each week, I get worse. But but having, having said that, I loved The Dark Is Rising. That the, the the whole thing of it was was you know, the the way it was made up, the mythology behind it, the way it's put together, the way it's held together was absolutely superb. Mm. And I'm afraid the film did it absolutely no justice at all. And at all, no, it was dreadful. I mean, the, the, I I mean, I read the book as a child. Yeah. And I, I didn't recognise the film and the book as being the same thing at all. No. No, no, it, 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 it's sad when that happens. I mean, if um, mm. if if, if uh, Cyrus ever gets made into a film, please. yeah, um, yeah, yeah please, please put put a, put an iron fist on it and uh, and make sure that it stays exactly as I, it is. Yeah, it's difficult because when you se- sell a book, you sell the book to a film. No. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know. Remember the fuss Anne Rice made about um, Tom Cruise being cast as Lestat you know, she, she put a full page advert in the New York Times saying it was a dreadful choice and he ended up being absolutely superb <laughs> in it you know? and then she put another full page advert saying apologising oh, that that's so, pretty sweet of her that's very sweet of her but she didn't have you know, she had no veto she couldn't say no you can't use can't use Tom yeah. oh, that's amazing so once you sold a book you sold a book you know? oh, I, I couldn't do that. that I mean it's like selling part of your soul isn't it yeah, 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 I mean the book. Yeah. The book is you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of you. It, it's tough. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> I owe my family years and years of sacrifice for, for let me write. You know, we've been surviving on my husband's uh, salary. Yeah. Um, and like, no, I mean, I could have been bringing a hell of a lot more money into the family coffers. Yeah. You know? so, Every time I go to a convention, it's out of the fam- you know, the, the household budget that pays for the hotels yeah. and things. You know? so, 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 so if somebody came along to you with uh, you know, a big wadge of cash and said, we want I'd to make a film... I'd snatch his hand oh, off. That's, a, that's hand. fair enough then. I have to be pragmatic. Uh, a friend of mine, an Irish writer, a friend of mine, Derek Gunn, he, he sold his um, book um, vampire apocalypse to Hollywood 
Um, and I'm not sure if they've ever made the film, but you know, a lot of people say, you know, but don't you think they may, what happens if they mess it up or put, it's just, it's theirs. I can carry on writing. I've now made enough money for my, you know, to it's a good, quit work and carry on writing. It's a good philosophy. Looking after my kid, you know, give my kids a better life. Yeah. They can do what they like with, the book's still there. The real, the book that, the book is still there. Yeah. You know, so if people want to know what, what really happened, it's there. You know? Got you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I was very impressed with his pragmatism. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's a good attitude to have to be able to let go and, and say, well, yeah, it's yours now. Yeah, I think you have to. Otherwise, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would literally, you know, have my left, give my left arm to have a book made into a film. It's just every writer's dream, I think. Well, this is going out in California. And, 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 and as, <laughs> as, um, as Jed Clampett used to say, they say California is the place you ought to be. <laughs> so, uh. I, I, I write filmically. I think, I think this is what, you know, why I'm so keen to have a film because, um, when I write books, I, I don't write maps and, and draw, um, plans and stuff like that, like a lot of writers do. I don't plan it all yeah. out. I sort of imagine that I'm sitting at a cinema and the story's playing in front of me and I just write what the story's showing yeah. me I mean I, I must admit the I have no idea how, where it's going I have no idea where it's going to end you know? well I, I I did like the fact that uh, the, the, the end of te- Technomicron um, as mm. far as I'm I can see and again no spoilers but it does lead mm. straight into the next book yeah. which is yes, great yes but they both stand a lot I mean they were I, I, I've always um, been very important I think it's very important that all books should stand yes. alone because I think you know, if you picked up, say, a, a copy of Blood Lament, which is the middle of the series, in a charity shop, yeah. you should be able to enjoy it. Good work. It. Think, oh, the middle. I've bought, you know, middle of the series, I haven't got a clue what's going on. No, you can pick it up and read it as it is. Um, and the same with, you know, The Ghastly Horse. You, you can pick it up and read it just as it is. Or as a continuation. So, you know, I think that's important. But, you know, I think it's not fair on the reader just to expect them to know what happened and, you know, read, read all the books beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree with you. Um and, and sometimes it's very difficult to get hold of the previous books, you know, um, you know, especially if it's quite an old series. Oh, that's right, it'd be so frustrating. Yeah. I mean at, at the moment I'm trying to get hold of all the Lensman series. Um and I've yeah. I've I've got about three of them, so there are four four others out there and mm. you know that you just can't get hold of them. So very hard to see because there's a you know, obviously pre digital yeah. age, you know, it, they, they, they are people's paperbacks. I mean, I'm sure my husband's got a few of them lying around. I love them. Um, I love them to bits. Yeah, he was a, he was an absolute. He is an absolute mad Lenderman fan. Yeah. So you know, well, I, 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 we may have the answer. We may have some of your books here. <laughs> well, our um, our um, production manager, um, Kat Carter. Yeah, she's uh, she's heavily into the Lensman, and uh, yeah, we we hit it off straight away as soon as, as soon as we realised that you know, we were both Lensman fans. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's a good working relationship. <laughs> would would uh, a Lensman film is that is that on the cards or? Uh, um, the, the 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 Japanese have done a Lensman type thing, but it doesn't have the um, it doesn't have the sanction of the um, of the E Smith Foundation. Right. Um, so right. so they, they they try to have it pulled, and I've I've seen part of it. You can, you can get part of it on YouTube. Um, right. and it is quite honestly it's a bit dire is it anime? yeah oh, right. but uh, you know the, the, the Lensman series was sort of big and uh, and covered 
you know space you know, uh, e smith was was superb you know in in, in his scope i mean considering he was writing in the 30s Yes, I mean the scope was extraordinary. Yeah, wasn't considering it? he was writing in the thirties, it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, you know, the, the, the some of his ideas now are still being carried on. Things like um, personal screens and um, mm. and the the, the, the colour changes as uh, as the screens absorb more energy, the colour of them changes. So if you hit them mm. hit them with a light beam, they they glow green. If you hit them with more and more energy, as they as as they get more and more tax, they go through to the red, and then they go black and go down and so on. Yeah, so you know, yeah. and, and that's being used by by a lot of science fiction writers today. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's right. it's an idea right. that sort of kept on. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and and um, spaceships without rockets. Mm. You know the the, uh, the 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 Dan Dare type rockets. You know, with smoke pouring sure. out the yeah. back and so on. Um, he, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> Weren't they wonderful? Weren't they wonderful? Oh, lovely. Of course they are. The wonderful, beautiful um, Art Deco look Oh, as well. yes. Yeah. Well, I noticed that in Star Trek, they've still got the Art Deco look in Star Trek. They have. Yeah, and and it's, they have. it's beautiful. I love it to bits. Yep. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, the... Um, the, 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 you know, his scope was superb, and, and the only way that you can get that sort of scope is by having live action. Right. Right. Well, because we can do now is CGI. Anything's possible. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Films that films that you can never ever even conceive of making, yeah. you can make. Them. So maybe now is the time. Maybe they can get that. Scope. Well, at the moment, I'm making I'm making an electronic lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've got a a, a, um, a disc which I've cast out of plastic and I've cut the back out of it and I've got flashing flashing LEDs in it. And, oh, and it's on a, it's on a bracelet and so on. So, uh, when I, when I've got that done, um, we're, we're going to see if we can start producing them. Um, you know, yes, hand, handmade, yes. but they're, it, it, it looks rather nice. You know, if it's on your wrist and it's flashing away. Gosh, yes, they'll do well. They'll do very I certainly well. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm, I'm, um, I'm keeping that one a secret. Oh, actually, actually, <laughs> actually, it's not going to be a secret, is it? Never mind. <laughs> no, no, I think another more, another one for editing. It's it's just one of my projects. You know, um, I'm 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 sort of steampunking just about everything I lay my hands on. Uh, my my, so, my my daughter I had a really ugly um, clock the other day. Yeah, really ugly, sort of vaguely Art Deco looking, but it's really hideous. But it's got a thing at the bottom that moves around. So I, I've already, it's, it's going to be into something extraordinary by the time I finish with it and LEDs and Ooh. painting it bronze and putting bits on it and everything. It'll be look very, very different. <laughs> my, <laughs> joyous. Fun, yeah, my, my, my daughter gave me a pair of, um, knee length boots, uh, of hers. Not for me to wear, but I wanted, mm. I wanted the, the, um, the bit from the ankle to the knee. So I've cut that off, and I'm make and, oh. and I'm putting gloves on the other end of it. So I'm making gauntlets out of it. Brilliant! And, See, and, 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 and spray them gold and copper. And oh wow! And uh, I've got a one of those handheld computer pads, which I'm which uh-huh. I'm going to sort of uh, make a pouch for on the on the wrist. So so it's there on your Why? wrist. And um, and I've found a way of getting um, thin plastic pipe. And co- mm-hmm. colouring it copper, so so oh, that you can fasten it, and it looks like you've got copper pipes coming out of everything. Oh wow! So uh, it, it's oh, that sounds extremely splendid. It's, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. 
it's mm. going to be interesting but uh, I, I should be putting everything like that on my Facebook page so everybody have a look right yeah yeah hi so um here we are um gosh we're we're over an hour old now and gosh aren't yes, we? <laughs> it's been fun i've really enjoyed it when we have a natter we just keep yeah, going right, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so what what have you got on the on the calendar coming up Right. Well, if I can get, <laughs> we're back from Newcastle again. Why, <laughs> Why if, if I can get all the, everything sorted, I'm meant to be a guest author at Dimensions, which is a, a Doctor Who event, um, going over the 25th, 26th, and 27th of October. Right. And, and it's the sort of slight problem for the hotel at the moment, so I've just got to get that sorted. Um, but, um, I'm part of, the um, team that have done um, a Doctor Who spin-off DVD, and we're launching it at, at Dimension. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, can, 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 can we see previews of that anywhere? No, no, they're very keeping it very secret. <sighs> I think it's very frustrating. It's, it, it's the White Witch of Devil's End, right? Um, and if you remember the 1970s, um, with Dr. John Pertwee, there was the demon. Remember it well. Yes, and the and the master was sort of the vicar of this uh, um, church, and the unfortunately named Devil's End. It was that it, one it was of Doctor the, Who and the Demons, wasn't it? Demons, yes. yeah, you got it. That's the one. And one of the characters in it was this delightful Olive Hawthorne, who was the local White Witch, who was treated abominably by Doctor Who, who at the time was the sexist kind of man. Oh, she's beautiful. She's wonderful. Yes. Um, uh, he, he was really horrible. I mean, you know, I, John Pertwee as a man, I adored. I met him in person. He is one of the nice, he was one of the nicest people on the yeah. planet. Um, looking back, I haven't seen a 70s Doctor Who for very many years. I, obviously, before I started working on the, the, the film, I had to, um, have a look at the original Demons again. And I was shocked at the amount, how sexist he was, how, how, how patronizing he was to his poor, uh, female assistant. I think it was Katie Manning at the time. Yeah. Be quiet, this is stuff for men's <laughs> That would have been Joe Grant, yeah, wouldn't it? Was yeah, that Joe, yeah. yes. Yeah, and when, when, Olive, when dear Olive was saying, you know, the, 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 the sort of supernatural problems in this village, from, you know, I'm, I'm here to, as the guardian. Oh, no, superstitious nonsense woman. You know, there's no, it's, it's all to do with science. You know? <laughs> I knew he who had been like that, that dismissive to anybody, you know, anything mysterious. So he, he would, the, the modern doctor who would be, be interested in the mysterious. He wouldn't just dismiss it as not being scientific, yeah. you know. So it was quite an eye opener. And because I, you know, because I'm um, not, not not just a writer and a Doctor Who obsessive, I'm also a witch. So uh, they they approached me saying, "Well, you'll get it right. You'll, you know, we want to do um, d- um, what's the name? A, a thing with um, Olive Hawthorne as, as now, sort of looking back on over her life and how many times she had to protect the village." Um, and she, dear old Damaris Heyman is in the 90s now but still very very much with us and she said well I'd be happy to do the narration so wonderful it was wonderful and she, she, she was slightly worried about having to remember lines and bless her heart and we said well you know the producers said well you don't have to you want a script and it's, you know, you're just doing a voiceover and we'll just do it in short bits so you don't need to get tired and, and she, she loved working on it so um, 
very excited. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm very excited to see it. I'm going to have to wait for the launch as well before I can see the whole thing. So. Well, I remember, I remember as a young lad watching that and being very impressed with the uh, with the Devil's End um, one, and uh, and Olive. I thought she was really hot. I really liked her. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. She was quite an age then. I don't care about that. She, she, she was. She, uh, I, I loved her, her, her sharp features. Yes, she yeah, was. She, she, yeah, she, she, she had lovely, she lovely, she yeah, lovely, lovely chiselled sharp features. Yeah, she. Yes, yeah, she's still a very striking woman. Bless yeah, her heart, yeah. yeah. But, but back then she was hot. <laughs> yeah, well, she was very badly done by. And I think the, the the producers of this film wanted to, make, you know, put, put put Olive back in her place as being the you know the village wise woman. The good. Person who come to for herbal remedies and, and, and basically looking after the obviously a very spiritually badly charged place called Devil Day. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> Needed someone to keep an eye on it when Doctor Who wasn't around. Yeah, well, the, 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 the Doctor Who character that John Pertwee played back then I thought was very sort of um, officious and pompous. He was terribly times, officious. Yeah. I didn't realise how much until I saw it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, again, love John Pertwee. Um, again, sadly, sadly missed. He is very much so. You know, and he loved Doctor Who, which I, which I loved about yeah. it. And he, you know, really, really is proud of the work he did on it, and he loved the stories. And he, he loved people being interested in Doctor Who. I mean, I, I, I chatted to him. I can't absolutely can't, lost count how long I chatted to him about Doctor Who, and he just done a signing all day. At, oh, you know, what, bless. Could, you know? Yeah. Just a lovely, lovely man, you know, very much me. You know. So, so, so this uh, this, this um, launch of your your work is mm-hmm. uh, is in you. It's, it's, like, it's collaborative work. Yeah, yeah. there's um, Sam Stone right. has done some, Jan Edwards, um, David Howe. I've, I've done quite a bit. I was, I was quite fortunate to be given quite a free reign with it. So this is being launched in the northeast of England in Newcastle, is it? In Newcastle, yeah. Right, wh- wh- um, whereabouts in Newcastle? It's at the Copthorne Hotel. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, in, in Newcastle, um, yeah. Oh, I, where it's going to be. I have family. It's, I have it's going to be all Doctor Who things. You know, <coughs> like, Paul McGann's going to be there. Really? Oh yeah. wow! She said, girly and ga- a fan girlish and squealy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go squealy, but I am a fan. <laughs> I am a fan. He, he was he de- a definitive steampunk Doctor Who. He loved, you know, steampunks love th- him. So I think they didn't do enough of him. No, they didn't. They, 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 no. they should have brought him back for a few episodes at least. It should wasted opportunity, and also he was saying it's an important doctor. He was the one that uh, bridged the two That's right. different eras. He bridged the gap, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. very much yeah. so. Yeah, and brought brought people the the concept that Doctor Who could actually be a younger, more active, yeah. more heroic, yeah. and uh, have more emotional connection with his pe- the yeah. people around yeah. him, and resurrected him. Yeah, yeah, superb piece of work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say I've, I've seen I've seen um, about time a few times now, and uh, every time just just gets you so good. You know, and I, I, and, I th- I, and I think it was a shame that he hasn't done more. He did a lot of radio stuff. He has, he has. He can, to yes, be fair, he has. but uh, but still not the same as TV, is it? And I think the big fin- he's done some big Finnish films. As well. I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he has. Yeah, I think he stayed in the huge. Who universe through big finish? I think. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the McGann lads, um, you know, wh- wh- whichever McGann is in a program, it's going to be a good program. Yes, they're very very high quality. Oh, aren't they just? Aren't they? Um, really, real real asset. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. Um, if you'd like 
Yeah, so that's the next, the next thing I'm doing. If I can get yes, carry on, cool. I spent all, all Monday on the phone trying to, trying to get my room sorted out at the hotel. So, um, and that's the only thing that's stopping me from being there. Right. So, so what, what happens after that? What else? You... After that, um, be probably Wales Comic Con, although SFX Weekend, I think, will be the next one. That'll be in spring, I right. think. That's in um, Wales. That's fantastic. It's one of the biggest ones in the country, and it's just wonderful. Which pa- they have which it. Part of Wales is that? Um, it's a. <laughs> you know, this is my father's homeland, and I've got clues. <laughs> awesome. I hope he never listens to this because I will never be. <laughs> I'll be disinherited. Um, well, I, I know that I go and stay with Sam and David in, in Sam Stone and David Howe in Cristati. Right. There's an hour and a half. Down the coast to this place, so it's a coastal place. So, but it's the SFX weekend, right? So, that. so there'll be, there'll be, and it's saying it, I think it's a haven, I think, uh, uh, haven holiday camps are hosting. Oh, right, it, okay, okay. Their accommodation is just out of this world, so, it really is. Yeah, so, so they'll be off down the Clean Peninsula, yes, so. Yeah, but I mean, I know there's been a few places that have been dreadful. You know, the, car- the caravans and the accommodation have been appalling. The accommodation on these places is just, oh, it's five star. Wonderful. Five star caravans. Wonderful. Five star mobile. Just fabulous. Well, we have a very good time there. Oh, excellent, right. Oh. Huge. They have masses of really good guests and lots of entertainment. And it's, if you're in England, England or America coming over, um, FSX weekend is fabulous. Well, if you're up around Pristatin Way, give me a shout. And okay. Because I live about twenty miles from Prostatin. Oh, um, I didn't realise. So, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come along and we can, we can spend an evening and maybe have a drink together. Well, I think that's a an excellent idea, a splendid idea. We should do that. I look yeah. forward to it. Right, Raven. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're going well into time now, and um, and and the the people back in California will be editing us. <laughs> right. I think they'll need to. Oh no, it's, it's, it's fine. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, basically, this. You want to hear our Yeah, this, this, this whole thing is just meant to be so sort of nice, informal chat. You know, me and you chatting together, and people listening in, and and you know, it 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 does it. It hits the mark really nicely. I hope so. I don't want to bore no, people. No, honest, honestly, it's really, really interesting talking to you. I love talking to you. Um, you, know, you you're such an in- interesting person, um, and uh, and everything you talk about is really interesting. I I I, I learned. It's all true. I learned such a lot off you. It's true. A lot of people can't believe that they see me now, sort of, you know, matronly 50 plus lady, and they can't believe I used to joust and things like that. But I did. Have, have, have you seen that, um, the, the deadliest sport ever where they've got jousting going on? You know, with, with... Fit. I love it. I'm oh, you love it, do you? Unfortunately, they only made one series. <laughs> it's great. I love we're, it. We're, um, we're doing a, um, I'm, I'm working, Alongside the guys in um, Harlot Medieval Society at the moment, um, oh, yeah. and um, they've seconded me to do some work. Um, oh, as a as a medieval cook. So oh. I've got to get all this all this stuff together for cooking oh. and. Uh, and oh, what's a shame! Not a knight. No, or no. I, 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 or the Baron I, or something. No, no. I, I want to be a cook. Now I can poison everybody. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> But I've got to do all the research on the cooking methods and what they ate and things because there are no chips then. No, no, no potatoes. No, I think you've got to fit, you know, roast 
you know, things on turning around huge fires on well, spits. Well, funnily so. enough, everybody back then had appalling teeth. So what, right. so they couldn't actually chew very much. So what they, so what oh. they ate mostly was sort of stews and soups and things like that. Like yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've got to find out how to make all these things and do them with the authentic mm. tools, and <laughs> so it's great right, fun. Right. So that that, that, that that's uh, that's sometime. I think it's the end of next month that I'm oh, doing right. that. Coming that's in Conway in Conway Castle. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right. No, no, I'm not wow. looking forward to it. I'm terrified because I've never done this before. Oh. This is my friend Sylvan. Yeah, he's turned around. He said, "He okay. said, oh Ralph, you you do this for us. That's more Italian, but anyway, he said, yeah. said, do this for us.' I said, "Well, I can't. Great, you do it. That's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's that hesitation. That's a, <laughs> it's a hesitation. Yeah, so, so I thought, okay, fair enough. I'll have a go. Um, you know, the worst. That... I'm just saying yes to things because I don't want to. I'm a people pleaser, so I say yes to things." But if, and then try and wiggle out. <laughs> I'm tearing my hair out. Think, why? Why? That's, that's how I feel. <laughs> but but he, but he won't let me back out of it. No, no. And then all the things I've said yes to and dreaded, and I've always and went along to it. I've always yeah. enjoyed. So maybe the. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, that's better. Let's <laughs> clear the sinuses. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we've. It, it's it's in with the cosplay thing as well because I, I have to get all dressed up in in medieval gear. Um, but right. I, I'm, I'm we 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 had the leggings out yesterday on the on the lawn, yeah. And mm-hmm. we were doing the men in the, we were doing the men in tights dance from um, <laughs> <laughs> we're men in tights. <laughs> oh, I had to, I had to we recently used knitted mail. Yeah, and I once had to get um, Jason Isaac knitted mail on you know, and he was struggling to get it on so so my boss said could you help Jason get his get his chain mail trousers on I mean you know come on it's a really tough job someone had to do it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know, he, he, he's one of these people in real life is just just astonishingly good looking you know he, he plays all these rough and tough guys on TV and things yeah. and and baddies and things, but in reality, you know, he's got those extraordinary piercing blue eyes. It's a really lovely guy. So, my only claim to showbiz fame was I helped Jason Isaac into his chainmail. Right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and, and you loathed every second of it. Dreadful. Yeah. But as I say, it was, yeah, somebody's yeah, got to do it. Yeah. Got to do it. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> right, Raven. I shall. Being, being the only female in the room, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Happy day. Happy day. Yeah. Um right, um I've okay. it's been wonderful talking to you. We'll do it again sometime. Life is ever to talk Please, to when you get up here. Yeah. Yes. Give me a shout and and, and we'll 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 go out for a drink. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, Raven, look forward to it. You lovely, take care. Okay. You. Thank you. Good night. Good night. You have just heard episode 34 of the Krypton Radio original series, The Event Horizon, for October 19th, 2013. Your host has been Krypton Radio UK correspondent, Ralph Carr. Our guest has been the award-winning science fiction and dark fantasy author Raven Dane, writer of the Legacy of the Dark Kind series, Blood Tears, Blood Lament, and Blood Alliance, and the upcoming works, 
The Unwise Woman of Bookish Smire, Blood Legend, and Sapphire. This episode will air again Sunday, October 20th, 2013, at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Your host has been Krypton Radio foreign correspondent Ralph Carr. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The part of the science officer was played by renowned science fiction illustrator Mark Schirmeister. The part of the engineer was played by fandom dignitary Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was played by Corsair's closet producer Christine Cherry, and the role of the captain was voiced by science fiction writer Larry Niven. This program and its contents are copyright 2013 by the Krypton Media Group Incorporated. Stay tuned for more great music and tonight's episode of X-Minus One. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.